Hey, this is Chase Barber. And I'm Jordan Willie. We're two blue-collar boys doing some blue-collar interviews. Hi, guys. Welcome to Blue Collar Interviews. Today we got Sam on. Now, I actually didn't catch Sam's last name, so we'll start with that. Sam, you want to tell us about yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Sam Clark. I'm a union iron worker for the past 15 years out of Iron Workers Local 22, Indianapolis. Oh, nice. I got a question right off the bat. I haven't had too much time to look into you, but I did see a lot of controversy. Seems like any comment you get, you reply to, and you're going after. So I, I'd like to get right into that, honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's just the iron worker mentality, bud. You know, fucking we talk shit and we're the best shit talkers on the job site. And if they're fucking somebody's trying to talk shit about us, I mean, we'll either uh, iron workers. We're pretty proud about fucking being able to out fight, out fuck, out drink and out work most people. So, okay. well, I've heard rumors that iron workers are like the toughest ones on site. Uh, it's a it's a tough call between iron workers and uh, concrete guys like, uh, you know. The the brick masons? Yeah, but concrete guys also have the advantage of usually some sort of drug addiction. So when they get going, that's hard to stop when the guy's on a pound of blow. I mean, it, <laughs> it you know, I, I personally, I'm 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 probably the most uh, straight edge iron worker that I know. There's a couple that don't drink, don't smoke too. But uh, you know, I I uh, I smoke, chew tobacco, and uh, and I I'll occasionally drink Guinness, but. Uh, you know, if I if I start getting into fucking if I start getting into whiskey, I tend to have an allergic reaction to break out in handcuffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so what is it that you exactly do for your iron work? Like, what kind of projects you work on? Um, I worked. I've worked all over the the United States. I I got invited to come up to Canada to Fort McMurray a couple uh, couple three four years ago, and I kind of I I kind of. I couldn't make it up there because whenever I whenever I lived in Michigan, I kind of had a, a run-in over in fucking uh, Sarnia with a with a couple of fucking Royal Mounted Police, and I'm not allowed in that country anymore. So, oh, oh, shit. oh yeah, uh, that, that. But um, um, so any so the smart people answer that I give, like if I'm talking to somebody that's that's you know sitting at the bar, and that you know they're obviously white collar, you know, I tell them that. Iron workers are responsible for the uh, for the handling, erection, and placement of structural and reinforcing steel and machinery. Um, so, in other words, what we do is we build we build infrastructure, we build fucking roads or not roads per se, but we build bridges, we build fucking uh, um, you know water treatment plants, dams. We build. Uh, I'm on a wind turbine job right now. Uh, we install machinery into fucking different plants. We build build fucking skyscrapers of course uh we do rebar we do structural steel we weld um pretty much if it's hot hard and heavy we fucking we get in it and uh and everybody's fucking out of our way and and uh and if they're not they're they're trying to keep up you know what i'm saying huh yeah yeah have you ever worked on any big skyscrapers yourself then or uh, I worked on Nine West Walton in Chicago. Uh, I worked on like five high rises in Chicago, but I was pretty fucking drunk that entire time. If you've ever been to Chicago, it's kind of like uh, the bars open at six a.m. and the fucking iron workers are allowed two drinks at lunch, and two drinks turns into fucking four or five. You know how it is. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so is that how they built it? You see the old pictures of the iron workers building like Empire State Building. Those guys are walking on beams with no fall protection a couple hundred feet in the air. They're just half cut, right? No, I mean, we, you, okay, so I tell everybody, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be crazy to be an iron worker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, our, oh man, how do I put this? Our, our grasp of our fucking, of our own death, of our own fucking, uh, I don't even know how to fucking put it. Uh, the The grasp of our death is like it's 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 gonna happen sometime. You know what I'm saying? We we know that we're gonna fucking die or get hurt sometime, and it's probably gonna happen on the job. And fucking and guys like me that I I fucking I don't tie off. Um, there's jobs that make you know that make you tie off and shit like that, and I'll make it look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, yeah. 
90% of the time I'm not tied off. And I tell my wife, you know, my wife's been with me through this whole fucking ordeal of me being an iron worker. And I tell her, I'm like, look, if I ever fucking die at work, it's not, it's, I, I didn't fuck up. You know what I'm saying? You got, mm-hmm. you like, she knows to get a lawyer first thing, right? Because I didn't fuck up. But yeah. But we, if you don't have your, if you're not tied off, isn't that probably one of the first rules if, is to be tied if, up up, top, up high? But if I am tied off, that that's that's her first clue to know that I was doing something fucked up. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. So that's like, like, and 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 you know, we'll. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to put it though. But but we're okay with death. We know it's going to happen at some time, right? We're going to do everything in our power to avoid it. We, you know, we don't want to meet, you know, the creator or whatever you know you believe in. We don't want to meet that. But at the same time we're not really afraid of it because whenever it happens, it happens. It just, hopefully it's quick. Hey, fair yeah. enough. Just accept it. It's like driving a logging truck. It's only a matter of time till you have your wreck. It's not if you're going to have a wreck, it's when you're going to have your wreck. Exactly. So, uh, so every, every year that an iron worker works, that's fucking injury free. Their, their chances of getting seriously injured on the job increases by 10%. That's nice. really kind of fucked up, ain't it? So people just sitting at a hundred percent. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> I've worked ten years without getting hurt. I'm yeah. hurt I've been I've been sitting at a hundred percent fourteen years, bud. Oh boy, it's coming. <laughs> like seriously hurt? Yeah. I don't get. I mean, you know, knock on wood, but uh, yeah, dog. And then, isn't that expensive? Like you're American, doesn't that just bankrupt you once you get hurt? Um, our union covers it. So oh, the- yeah. Yeah, the best insurance you can have, and that's why I'm that's why I'm part of the reason why I'm union, is because we don't have a fucking universal health care, right? So the number one fucking in, in America, the number one fucking cause of bankruptcy is medical bills, right? Mm-hmm. In order to fucking get out of that, what I did was I joined a union. I joined a union that I fucking enjoy doing the work, so I never go to work, right? Mm-hmm. And I make good fucking money. Um, my kid, and I know it's gonna sound expensive to you guys. My kid had an appendectomy. Uh, he had his appendix removed. He got an emergency ambulance drive from one hospital to another. Uh, saw a specialist. His appendix burst in the first hospital. Saw a specialist and uh, got his appendix removed. Honey, how long was he in the hospital for? Five days at Riley's. Five days at Riley's. And how much was the medical bill for? Just Riley's was 54000 Holy, Holy shit. $85,000. $85,000. That's oh, American wow. money too. Fifteen thousand just for the ambulance ride. Oh, wow. are you kidding me? No, no. So now, how much are we responsible for? Three thousand. Three thousand dollars. Okay, okay. So good to be on a union like that for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, or like, well, like Brooklyn, our preemie, she was a quarter of a million dollar baby in three months. Quarter of a million dollars, and we had to pay nineteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow, America, y'all got some problems. And my, yeah, my dad has his appendix out, and the, like the biggest cost for us was the ten dollars for the parking at the hospital. The biggest cost was this Canadian healthcare, so they killed them. Okay. <laughs> but you can't. But you have to understand is is um, like, dude, I'm a I'm a red blooded American. I love this country. I do, but you know, don't get things crossed up. I also I also can read and comprehend things, and whenever I read that Canadians. Don't have to pay nothing, you know. I used to live in Michigan. I, you know, I we heard about fucking, you know, Canadian healthcare system and shit like that. And apparently, you guys come over to America from fucking work all the time. A lot like, of Canadians oh, come over. Like, that's the fucking rumor. Yeah. Well, anyone I, with anyone with money will come over because if they're going into life or death uh, surgery, I know richer people, like the few rich people I do know, they'll go to America for their surgeries because they trust American doctors a lot more. Well, it's not even so much the life or death <laughs> things, is that. It's tit jobs, dude. No, you yeah. know, if a, it's optional surgeries. There's a lot of time in our healthcare care where they're like, hey, just so you know, like your surgery isn't life or death. We're going to prioritize life or death. you got like a six month wait on your knee surgery. Right. If you have the money, you can go into the States and be like, yeah, if you pay us, we'll get you into more. And people are like, I don't want to walk around for like the next three months with a limp. The ones I know are life or death. There's like, oh, you're doing a quadruple bypass. Yeah, I'm going to go to America because it, it ain't good. I'm not living in Canada. <laughs> I, like Toronto and, and 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 stuff like that. The 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 heart hospital in Toronto was fucking great, though. You know what I mean? I don't. Well, that wait list there is probably crazy. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, th- so that's why that's why America is the only industrialized country in the entire fucking world that doesn't have single payer health care. You know, and and a lot of it is because uh, employers can employers down here use their health care, their their insurance as a, it's almost like an indentured servitude. Right. So they'll pay yeah. their shit money and then turn around and fucking and charge them 300 bucks a month for their fucking insurance. And then that person's stuck there because they can't get insurance anywhere else because they have a fucking pre-existing condition, which America is the only fucking country that has pre-existing conditions everywhere else. It's called a fucking medical record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like my biggest issue with uh, your kind of system is it really disincentivizes small businesses. You want to go out, start your own business. Well, you're going to lose your health care immediately. You got a family to support. Well, that's going to be a big concern. You're not going to start your own company. You're going to stay in the job you're at. Yep, you're exactly right. So my so my union's health care coverage, as long as I as long as I do the fucking minimum of 250 hours per per quarter, my fucking health my health care is is paid for. It's a French 250 book. hours per quarter. Are we talking yes. yearly quarter? <laughs> no, yeah, yearly. It's so, 250 hours per. Okay, you don't have to work that much to get your health care. No, it it comes, but it comes down to hours a week, bud. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you want to break it down to weekly, it's 20 hours a week for me to keep my insurance. So yeah, that's not bad. You can do something else on your time off if you wanted to start your own business, even or something like that. Or exactly, mm. I imagine you could even start your own business, keep paying your union dues, and start up your own union ironworker business, and still keep I, it. Then I know guys that have done that, and they're doing fucking great. Uh, one of my guys, Mel. He, uh, I met him down at Louisville in the Ohio River Bridge project. That was the largest. Uh, that was the largest construction project in the world by square mileage, for two years. And I met him down there, and we were fucking me, him, and his nephew were re-pa- rebar packing gods down there. And we just, I mean, we would we would pack out 16, 18 tons of rebar in a in a ten hour shift, and everybody was like, "Holy shit!" Right? Dude took all of his money from that. Moved up to fucking Juliet, started his own ironworking business, and now he's a multimillionaire. I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you want to join a union at that point? Like, I don't get why you're getting so much hate then. It seems like that's the way to go. Because it's indoctrination, man. It's all these people that, that, that have been told that, you know, that unions are corrupt, that unions are fucking, you know, unions are the, all they're there for is to take your money. You know, you, you got to pay to go to work. Uh you know, and then and then they don't they don't actually know how much money we make. So what they look at is they look at the fucking prevailing wage. Now, the prevailing wage in the state that I live in, Indiana, is 26. I looked it up today because somebody told me that I, I don't make prevailing wage. And uh, I was like, OK, so I had to look because I don't care about prevailing wage. It's 26 and a quarter. I make ten dollars more an hour and I and their fringe benefits package is only 18 and a quarter. My French benefits package is fucking, I think it's like 36 bucks. You know what I mean? It's like, how in the fuck can you, that's comparing apples to lemons there, bud. What the, f- I mean, I, it, it's, and, and then he's, he's, he's like, well, you only, you can only make that. And I'm like, no. And I like, I literally wanted to show this dude a pay stub, but I'm on a fucking posting ban on the TikTok. You're on a posting ban. What'd you post? Oh man. I, I drag these motherfuckers all the time. Oh, I, I like I said, I checked. I am pretty sure he posted TikTok strong guy. unions things, and then some business is like, "No, we'll just pay to shut that down." No, it's <laughs> not. It's not even the business. It's 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 all these fucking. It's all these guys that think that fucking that being non-union and fucking and and working their dicks in the dirt for forty fucking years, they think that's the way to go. It, like, you know, my biggest thing, and like the <laughs> one comment I've always seen about unions, and I, I've gotten it before, even like. When one company was, we were trying to unionize and a lot of people are like, well, we don't like the seniority. And like the biggest thing unions have done to kind of shoot themselves is put in seniority based job bidding. And it drives me nuts. So seniority based job bidding only happens in the IBEW, the International Brother of Electrical Workers. Okay, that's the only place that I've ever heard of a fucking of somebody bidding a job. Everywhere else, you're talking like the UAW, the United Auto Workers, right? United Steel Workers, shit like that. Those are not trade unions. Those yeah. that's a whole separate entity. My so- only, 
union beef is the same thing I have with like Tesla owners. And I've used this example before where like I meet some of them and you've been great. Nice, nice to meet you. But there's some union guys out there who just ram it down your throat on job site once they leave the union. And it's like, I don't like you. And you just talk about unions and you're driving me mental. And now I don't want to be a part of one. But so it's, it's like, this is the topic that we're on, right? We're on, we're on unions. We're on blue collar work, right? No, no, no. I was just saying, but, you're good. I'm just mean like the other workers, union workers I've worked with has always been like a pain in my ass. But the thing is like, they're just trying to, what I always think is like, well, we're making $10 an hour more being in the union and everyone else gets mad. Like, shut up. We're not part of the, no, union. that's not what I'm talking about. It's them losing their job and then being like, yeah, I left. And then they start making excuses and like, Oh, when I was on this rig, when I was on this place, when I was on this site and they just tell you all about their extraordinary life. And it's like, why are you here with me? <laughs> is, it, is it that good? Um, you get Like me, I'm, like, I'm 30. I'm in the prime of my fucking career right now. And I like, and, and like, I've been from, I've, I've worked from Boston all the way out to San Francisco, right? I helped build the fucking, uh, um, what was it out there? 181 Fremont. It was the second largest, uh, second tallest building west of the Mississippi that's occupied by fucking people, right? I got into a fist fight on that job. Damn. And, Fighting on a job site. This is a oh, big yeah. no-no. It happened. So, <laughs> Turn around, I leave the fucking job site, I walk right across the street to Salesforce Tower, and I ask for the fucking, I ask for the Ironworkers GF, and this this old timer comes out, and he's got a cigar in his hand, and he looks me up and down, and he goes, uh, you a boomer? And I said, yeah, I'm a boomer. And what a boomer is, an ironworking is a traveler, because we, tra- we chase crane booms down, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, I said, yeah, and he goes, you bust rods? And I said, yeah, install rebar. I said, yeah, I bust rods. He goes, you speak Spanish? I said, yo, hablo piquete de espanol. He goes, fucking go to the hall tomorrow. I'll call you out. Give me your name and book number. So the very next day, I was working right across the street, and he gave me an extra fucking, an extra $3 an hour for fucking foreman pay, and then an extra $2 an hour for fucking being bilingual. I love that the Spanish thing's a big one. Is there a lot of Spanish guys on the job site? Bustin' Rods, yes. Especially like down south, out west. Bustin' Rods, yes. Because it's almost like the white guys don't want to fucking touch it. They're too proud. Yeah, I see that in a lot of jobs out here even too where some of the labor jobs aren't to be done. They seem like they're too high to do it. And it's like, okay, take it easy, bud. Well, me, you know, how the fuck am I supposed to do a laborer's job whenever I'm setting iron? And that's what people don't understand. It's like there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a specific work scope per trade. I don't come out of that work scope. You know, I don't want an operator coming up trying to sling iron and use dirt. You d- damn sure well don't want me up there fucking trying to swing a crane around. I'm going to fuck something up. <laughs> that's yeah. the scenario, right? Is you put somebody that's that's unqualified in a crane or in a piece of heavy equipment. That is the worst case scenario. Or, or, or doing electrical work. Depends or, I mean, it's even a, it's an efficiency to thing, too. You hire the guy because he's really good at that, and he, if he's going to be good at it, he's going to get a lot of production out of him. You stick exactly. him into a role that he's not used to, and you're not getting production. You're just wasting money. Exactly, because now the guy has to retrain for that fucking specific job, right? I mean, and he probably didn't want to work that job to begin with, because if he wanted to, he would have been in that job. Exactly. <laughs> get someone that doesn't want to do the job who you need to train and isn't going to be very productive you might as well just go find somebody like that can I, do it I'm, I'm doing the devil's advocate thing i don't know i just see a lot of guys who will sit there and oh yeah end of the day well i'm an operator i don't shovel my tracks and they throw their shovel down at the labor and it's like ooh, i don't like that very much you can oh, clean yeah. your own machine that's it that's that's spoiler <laughs> that's true true that's- Oiler, and that's the oiler's job. If if that if that machine is big enough to to necessitate having a fucking oiler, like the cranes that I'm breaking apart, loading up, moving, putting back together, those cranes they necessitate an oiler, and they are fucking they are the booms are literally a city block long. Okay, whenever we get done from the house to the tip is fucking four hundred and thirty feet. That's that's a city block in America is like five hundred feet. Eat a dick. Mm-hmm. Eat a dick. Are so big you can take lunch under them. Jeez, and, and, and like, and everybody's like, everybody's like, oh my god, you know, how do you have fucking twenty tons of counterweight swinging at you and you're not freaking out? I'm like, because you know, this this is my job. That oiler will freak out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's why. That's why they have fucking. And, and I've had guys come up there that were you know kind of green and they freaked out. You know. 
That's I got an apprentice that won't drop the fucking he won't drop the counterweight chain because he's afraid of it. Meanwhile, I'll pull it up just to save time. It's a it's a 260 pound chain that that goes from the very top of the stack of counterweights to the bottom, and it and it, and all it does is it it chains everything together. So in case something knocks over, you don't have fucking you don't have 120 tons of 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 concrete and steel fucking laying around like Lego blocks. I'm afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. just, just sounds scary. I, I just I just went and looked at um, somebody is clearing some land and they offered me free firewood because I heat my house with uh, natural gas and or propane. I'm sorry, and with uh, wood fire stove. So I'm always on the lookout for free wood. So on the you know on the Facebook I got fucking I got an ad out. You know, hey, I'll come clear out your fucking land, right? Yeah. Well, guy calls me and he's like, "Hey, man, can you come look at this?" And I looked, and they had a fucking, they had a hickory tree. No, it wasn't a hickory. It was a walnut tree, and it was so big around, like I couldn't meet. I'm six, I'm six two, two twenty, and my daughter is fourteen, and she's six foot tall. And the both of us together couldn't fucking hug this tree, and it's just laid over, barber pulled. I'm like, "What the fuck, man? This is dangerous as shit." And he's like, well, can you take care of it? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You might want to call a fucking arborist on this one. A little bit out of my... <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, the arborist is going to charge him three grand to take down that danger tree. So he's like, ah, oh, what about the guy that does it for free on Facebook? And I'm like, ah, no, but I don't even have insurance for this. You know? yeah. That's actually, like, I do, uh, like, a small landscaping company. I do tree servicing. And I love that because, like, I'm insured and I do those jobs. And then people will, like... Oh, oh, you're gonna charge me like something cheap on it's so, like five fifty, knock a tree down. And they're like, Oh, oh, I uh I'm just gonna call a buddy and knock it down. It's like there's a power line there and your house is right there, and you're, you're gonna call buddy. Okay, go ahead. Um my number's there. Call me when it's on, on the roof, I'll come clean it off and everything. Oh, okay, okay, that yeah, sounds good. And I'm gonna charge you double because you just you know cause Yeah, you just... after that's the cleanup's even more because now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, what? but I like I, I grew up, I grew up cutting trees, you know, to, you know, for, for, you know, that's how we heated our house back home in Michigan. And it, you know, so I'm, I'm used to that. The people down here in Indiana, they, they, they're not used to that. They, they're like, I moved to Indiana and I like, I don't even own Carhartt bibs anymore. And I work out in the fucking, in all winter, I work outside and I don't own a pair of bibs because it's not cold enough. Jeez. And, and I need that weather in my life. I know, right? And everybody's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, and they're like, oh, yeah, he just needs another hoodie. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, fucking, I'll, I'll put on an extra hoodie because, like, I'm, you know, I'm used to, uh, on average, all throughout the winter from, let's say, mid-October until fucking mid-April, you know. Dude, we had two mailboxes. We had one for the fucking that was twelve foot tall, and we had one that was on the ground because they never fucking came through and and, and plowed our roads. They just groomed it with a fucking snow machine groomer, you know. I've and always I, thought that that's kind of nicer. <laughs> it, it is. It really is, and it makes more sense. It's more. I mean, it. it I mean. Fuck. I can't tell you how many times I bailed out of the fucking top story window to go fucking dig my house out. You know, that's cold. You guys. Mm-hmm are probably like that it's cold as fuck up there in saskatchewan right <laughs> yeah it's pretty it gets pretty cold in that though but we, we break records out here i know uh, i'm not not quite here we're not uh <laughs> you're not as bad in bc where i am there's many times during the winter it's like oh currently the coldest place in manitoba or on earth is central manitoba and it's like fuck yeah that's great yeah you guys have got like minus 40 minus 50 below and we're sitting <laughs> over here at like zero degrees minus five they shut down vancouver if there's a millimeter of snow (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh fuck vancouver's like fucking california of canada right it is it is is. (laughs) i'm so ready to sell it to america or china anyone who takes it it's up for sale i'll I'll take vancouver any day man (laughs) it's it's not great I mean, okay. we that's... trade Vancouver and the Lower Mainland for Alaska. That seems like a fair trade. I would take that. I would take it. Well, I mean, you guys are just willing to give away fucking Newfoundland, so. Oh, yeah. We'll pay you to take it. I keep forgetting that's part of the country. Take the Newfoundland. Yeah. We'll take the hard workers that come from Newfoundland, and they're they're out there, but the rest of them, oh, just just, just break off already and go into the ocean. What about Quebec? They don't want to be here anyways. Can we give you Quebec? Like, we're not even asking for anything. You just have Quebec. I'll give you my super duty and three rifles if you take Quebec. (laughs) 
I don't know if you can personally take a country, but go for it. <laughs> right? A problem. Well, uh, no, Quebec's the worst. Write out a bill of sale. I, Jordan, sign over <laughs> all of Quebec. Do Sam. Sign it. I'll tell you what. I'll trade you, I'll trade you Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida, and Texas for Quebec. That's way too much. I'll take all of those right now. <laughs> I don't know. Texas is a bit of a shit show. I love me I some Texas. I love kids. me some Texas. Okay, with with the caveat that I get to keep Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and those are the best cities. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> well, uh, no, I'm. Yeah. A, I, you guys don't like Texas. I think I think Texas is pretty sweet. You know, I like Texas. I just I don't like the idea of having to have kids. What? Yeah, because of the fucking abortion ban that's going on down there. Yeah, you can't well, I correct just get... any mistakes. That seems like a risky thing. Like... No, the the thing they did now is it, what is it, like three months or four months? Like you can make your decision by then, can it's you? Like, it's like three weeks. No, it's it's, it's in the months now. They changed no, it. It's in the months. Uh, they changed it since yesterday. No, I thought it. Was, how long is it? Six weeks. Six weeks? Okay, you can you can decide in six weeks. No, you don't even notice because it takes you four weeks before you notice. Like, you, you, the time of the month comes once a month, so all of a sudden it's been like four or five weeks. Now, if you're not quite sure or you have like an irregular cycle, it might not even be – you won't even be showing signs until the two-month mark. Right. Ah, well, just have safer sex. Jeez, guys. <laughs> well, if I – Texas right now, I would literally go out and get a vasectomy. I'm like, nope, fuck you guys. And I'm putting, uh, right along with my fucking vaccine card, it's going to be a vasectomy card. Yeah, yeah, I would get a vasectomy in Texas, too. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. There, yeah, you can get them reversed, so why not? Go for it. Yeah, you can. That <laughs> would honestly be the easiest way. Just get a vasectomy yeah, when you want kids, get it reversed. Neutered, like a dog. Just get them, like, completely removed. Like, oh, if you're going to not be able to use them, I want them streamlined. Think about being able to ride a bike. You could go running without them slapping around. You can't get hit in the nuts anymore. If you're going to go vasectomy, go all the way, full neuter. I <laughs> don't agree with that. You realize how fat you would get? Have you neutered your dog ever? Them motherfuckers get so fat, dude. Do they? My dog stayed relatively skinny, but he was a hyper son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a truck driver already, so let's. Man, I, I don't know if you'd be considered fat, but you do. I'm chunkier. I'm a, I'm a good. <laughs> I'm European chunky, not American chunky. Oh. In Sweden, in Sweden, you'd be chunky. That's right. I'd be fat in Sweden. <laughs> Absolutely be fat in Sweden. Oh, what a weird conversation. That's all right, man. I'd be a fat piece of shit in Sweden. It'd be bad. <laughs> oh, we all would be. Those people are all like six foot two and incredibly ripped like Vikings. I'm short as is, so I'd be a fucking midget out there. That's for sure. Oh, like a They're... leprechaun running around. Exactly. Sometimes conversation of how we would be in Sweden. They're saying that they would be fat in Sweden because everybody <laughs> six foot freaking ripped like a Viking. What do I... I mean, Sam's good. He's an iron worker. He's probably already built like a Viking, Viking from work. I'm a truck driver. I'm built like the fucking monk that they're raiding the monastery on. He's a, what? What He's a truck driver. He drives truck oh. for a logging company. Oh. Uh, what's your ni- wife's name? She want to come on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like like all this all this hate about about unions here in America, man. It's it's been since Reagan. Like Reagan, Reagan fucking started it all. He was the very worst fucking. It, Reagan is arguably the worst president ever, and Trump being the second worst president ever. I would absolutely agree with that. Reagan <laughs> fucked over a lot of stupid shit. Well, I mean, that's what happens whenever you take reality TV stars and B class actors and put them in. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> and put, put them in. Uh, put them in charge of the fucking quote unquote free world, right? So, question, is Biden currently doing better than Trump? Um, in my opinion, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just wanted to ask that. I was just curious. I, Biden, how did the choice come between a, a guy with dementia who's 75 years old and an asshole with dementia who's 75 years old? Like, how was that the choice between the two competent people of the entire country, old demented people? All right, so for real, when but for real, when you first told me that Trump was running, I thought it was a goddamn joke. <laughs> we all thought it was a joke. We all thought that was a joke. 
It, I think it was. I think he was just trying to get his brand out there. You know what I mean? And and these and these. See, I'm a redneck. I'll, I'll give you. I a wanted little, Bernie Sanders. I'll, I'll give you a little oh. lesson about rednecks here in a minute. But um, I'm a redneck, and there's a difference between rednecks and hillbillies. And all these hillbillies just latched onto this dude because he just he was just so fucking toxic. And he all he did was he said everything that they wanted to say, but never had the fucking balls to say it because they knew they get punched right in the cocksucker, right? Yeah. Now they have a fucking platform. They have a platform. He had no platform. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, whenever so so now you get Hillary Clinton in there, and you you have Americans we're misogynistic, we're racist, we're fucking dumb as shit. As 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 a community, right? As a whole, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I feel I, like like I I honestly feel bad that the American population has come to this, right? And uh, and for the most part, they they saw you're either going to vote for a, for a female or you're going to vote for this dude that's quote unquote an alpha male, right? So that's what happened. And the Democrats, the the the, the Democrats let it happen, man. I'm I'm an anarchist. So I don't, I don't fucking, I don't like Democrats. I don't like fucking, I don't, I don't like Republicans. They're both fucking capitalists. I don't fucking like them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, can agree with that I've got sure. a bit of a different theory on the whole why Trump became all of a sudden so popular for that election. And uh, the way I see it is you had a lot of voters for Obama. His whole thing was hope for change. You know, Obama's going to bring change. And he got a lot of people like, okay, maybe we'll get some universal health care. Maybe we'll get some student loan forgiveness. You know, getting some things like that, maybe everything won't have to be tied to our jobs. Right. And then all of a sudden, after eight years, they saw, well, Obama's not bringing in any kind of universal health care. He pretty well kept the status quo. Well, I need my job if I need to support my family. So all of a sudden... They looked at Hillary and she's establishment. She's not going to do anything. But Trump's right. promise he's going to keep these jobs. He's going to bring American jobs back. And they're like, I need to work at a factory. I want that good union factory job back. I want a good paying thing that with health care and benefits. So they went for Trump because Obama didn't do the things he promised. They had no choice. Right. <laughs> that that that's that's how they felt. And and Trump and sad to say, Trump got a lot of uh, he got a lot of white union votes. He got 40 percent of the white union votes. Forty fucking percent. Also, the whole uh, Hillary emails and Benghazi thing—I don't think that helped very much. No, they, it, when thirteen but, hours comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, who's behind it? That was Hillary. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah, right. Not, not doing great. But then you yeah. also, you also have a population that's too fucking dumb and lazy to fucking to realize that their phone is a fucking you know it's 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 connected to the entire fucking internet, not just Facebook, Instagram, fucking you know what I'm saying, not just these social media platforms. So they can't even they can't even fucking use their thumbs to fucking type in questions. You know, they're too they're either too arrogant and proud or they're too dumb to do it. One of the two. Right. There's a lot of I hate to say it because it's going to kind of sound offensive, but there's a lot of goddamn propaganda in the U.S. hitting a lot of people against anything socialist. Like in in the propaganda defense, (laughs) though, you have to realize China and Russia. This isn't like a crazy, crazy tinfoil hat thing like they have. Uh, programs moving forward where they have people running social media accounts just to piss off right and left. Like that's that's not tin foil hat shit that actually happened. So it's like some of these people are more vulnerable are going to listen to these things. Oh, it, and uh, it just causes issues. Right. But so. but then you come you, but then you come to the next election cycle, right? And you have the I, like the guys that I liked that and that I like so. American politics is fucking binary, right? Because let's face it, a third party fucking vote isn't going to matter anywhere. You're just fucking throwing it away. And then you got the electoral college. So if you're in a fucking red state, if you know what I'm saying, if you're fucking blue in a red state like I am, your vote doesn't fucking matter anyways either. But all you can do is is, is try and hope, right? Yeah. So um, I, I want progress. I want progress towards the fucking, you know, I want a universal fucking health care. I want uh, you know, I want ev- I want the working class to be uplifted. I want them to not have to fucking work as many hours to get the fucking the, the, the shit that they need to fucking survive. Right. Um, these are all the things that I want. And the people that I saw that would that were saying that they would do that. And the people that I, I knew would actually go into office and actually try to do that was Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. Um, Bernie Sanders is a fucking is a Jewish socialist. 
and they absolutely fucking hammered him on it. Okay. You know what? I think the problem is is that fucking Americans don't know what socialism is. You're like, oh yeah, this is a socialist policy, and they're like, we're gonna be like Cuba and the USSR and Stalin. You're like, no, that was just Stalinism, communism. Yeah. Canada is a socialist country. Norway, socialist. Ninety percent of all of Europe is socialist. And the whole thing is, is you have to remember that America has waged fucking empirical wars to keep fucking socialism down. Any country that comes in, that that becomes socialist, that America has any kind of fucking interest in, like Cuba, like Guatemala, like Belize, fucking uh, Colombia, Vietnam, uh, Korea, right? Yeah. Anything like that, they fucking, they'll, they'll either wage... They'll either either wage a black ops war to where nobody even fucking hears about it, right? They'll put sanctions on it um, and sanction the shit out of them to where they can't get any oil in or out like Venezuela. Venezuela relied heavily on their fucking oil exportation to Iran. And what did fucking America do? Oh, well, yeah, we're going to blockade this. I'm sorry. So so now it makes it makes all those socialist countries that would have done great look like trash and that's the very first place that somebody fucking talks about socialism points to well move to venezuela move to cuba you know you notice how everyone says that but no one ever says like oh if you like socialism why don't you move to norway exactly everyone would say i would love to live in norway oh man i you know my that's where my heritage is from is from scandinavia i would love to move to the scandinavian countries you know norway denmark sweden like i would love to move there I really, I don't think I can speak fucking Norwegian very well because they're, but I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, handle- Norwegian is actually relatively easy to learn. I learned, I lived in Norway for about three months or so, four months. I picked it up really easy. Great the country. How was that? Don't do that again. That was scary. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but, uh. but, so you had, so you had Bernie Sanders, right? Who's a social, <sighs> they really put the hammer down hard on him. And they and they grenaded his fucking campaign. And then you got Pete Buttigieg, who's a socialist fucking uh, homosexual. Oh, damn. <laughs> On him, too. I'm like, dude, that motherfucker has more balls than fucking 95 percent of you guys. He's a fucking combat vet. And he's and he's fucking he's fluent in five languages, plays the fucking piano. The motherfucker learned Russian just so he can read it. Get the fuck out of here. Dude is super, super smart. He's got to have an IQ of 140. Dude is fucking out there. Super Make smart. America great again. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> that's what coming. That's what won. I don't know, man. It's too too complex the other way. It's gonna be it, simple. It makes them think too much. The it other makes way. them think too much. Exactly. So Anyways, I, this is getting too political. <laughs> Someone's gonna I, turn I off. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying a good. I enjoy a good political debate. No, you Never don't. <laughs> would have fucking would have a political debate. I would just all be blood wrenches and fucking bolts. Hey, and welded, hey, right? I'm all for it, but it's been 20 minutes of it. We, we gotta ask you some other question. I like, I like right, the bolts hey. conversation. Okay, the only thing I know about heavy iron is Nelson studs. You do them lots? Uh, I, I, I mean, I've t- twice. Okay, most satisfactory thing though is knocking those little pieces of shit off when you're done, right? Those uh, little... Dude, I just grab a piece of rebar and do my fucking hockey backhand at it, you know? Okay, I don't know, Chase, if you've ever seen Nelson studs before. No, I don't know what Nelson. Sam, you gotta explain it, but the the knocking those little things off is the best. So, thing. Explain. It. So what a Nelson stud is is it's a it depends on the length, but it's about one inch around, and it's got a head on it. It looks like a fucking long rivet, right? And it's got a point, and you have a Nelson stud welding machine, and it's almost like a fucking gigantic spot welder, and you put the Nelson stud into the machine. And then you have a you have a ceramic ferrule that goes around the end, and what that does is it insulates the weld from the oxygen, so you don't get so you don't get any kind of porosity or fucking inc- inclusions in your weld, right? And what these Nelson studs do is they attach the bridge beams to the fucking concrete. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really cool process, though. Actually, doing the Nelson studs themselves, like you're just sitting there like hammering away, and they they are. Oh yeah, bonded in there. What's great is whenever you get two guns and you're getting paid a nickel a stud, so you turn around and you fucking you run the one gun until it's almost melting down, and then you go over grab the next gun and you fucking you know you do two thousand, three thousand Nelson studs in fucking eight hours. You're you're making bank, you know. True. Anywho, like I was saying, there, there's there's those little things around them. Sorry, I don't know what they're called yet, but you have to knock them off when you're done. So you you go by and sit these things. Oh, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like. 
so yeah, you're not supposed to do piece work as iron workers, but they, they do give you a fucking like for Nelson studs. I know some guys they get a they get a piece work incentive. So so that way they're not out there just fucking just dicking the dog, you know. Yeah, if, with that five cents, you definitely gonna get a lot more production for sure. Yeah, and it's just like I said, it's just a nickel, and then and and the contractors they'll charge like a dollar a piece to fucking put them in, you know. So they're making, oh, yeah, so they're making two grand while the fucking while the man's making, let's say fucking, you know, three fifty, four hundred. Yeah, that's how it always is. I it, yeah, but it it yeah, it doesn't have to be, but it is, and and like. Don't get me wrong, I you know I love being an iron worker and stuff. I just I just wish the pay was better. You know I wish uh, it's just it's I don't know it's hard it's it's hard being an iron worker chasing fucking money around because you're the, you're the breadwinner right and you got to fucking work seven twelves you know because you you fucking you had a bad fucking spring or something or you know yeah it's it's hard being away from home but other than that everything's fucking cool you know yeah what's the coolest job you've ever done. Oh man, uh, just working in Chicago, honestly, just the just the history of Chicago and how it was rebuilt after the fire and how, um, you know, uh, how the Mich- gunfire, yeah, the, the what, <laughs> oh, it was, good. but yeah, this, yeah, catch, catch any stray bullets down in dude. Chicago's a fucking wonderful place to live in, dude. Like, I just tease it. That's the only thing you hear about Chicago is shooting. Oh, but the whole thing is, look at statistics. Austin is more fucking, you're more likely to get shot in Austin, like four cities. And, and Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Lubbock, and uh, and Houston. You're more likely to get shot in those cities than you are in fucking Chicago. Chicago Damn. split up into boroughs, or I, I think that's the word that they use is boroughs. Uh, they might use districts. Uh, but it's split up into seventy-seven fucking districts, and seven of them make it make it a fucking war zone, man. Jeez. Yeah, I heard that. Like in some areas of Chicago, if you live in them, you have like twice the chance of getting shot than if you were an American infantry soldier in World War One. <laughs> Look up that statistic. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Hang on, I gotta send my kids to bed. Good night, buddy. I love you. But uh. Yeah, uh, so whenever I first lived in Chicago, I lived in a, I lived in Bronzeville, and it's it's in Chicago, right? But it's it's like a neighborhood in Chicago, um, Bronzeville, uh, Bronzeville, back of the yards, fucking, um, oh man! And what happened to Chicago is is in the nineties they tore down these projects. Well, you had all these gangbangers that were they had they had Project A, Project B, Project C, and they were all three different gangs, right? Well, whenever they tore down the projects, all they did was they scattered those fucking gang members. And now they're fighting over fucking territory out there, which is why the South Side is now a fucking war zone. Which we can also thank Reagan for fucking war on drugs. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got one more question for you here, but we should wrap up in a little bit. Um, if you Chase always asks this one, but I'm stealing it. If you were gonna work somewhere else, what would your dream job be? And I'm gonna put a little bit of emphasis on it. You can't say iron worker. You gotta switch it up. Something else. Uh, something else other than iron worker. Uh, man, honestly, uh, don't do it. Don't say iron work. Uh, guided hunts, man. Oh, fuck guided yeah. Hunts and fishing trips. Like, if oh, I yeah. Out in Montana, you know what I mean? Or, or up in the UP of Michigan or fucking, you know, way out in the middle of fucking nowhere to where I can charge these rich city kids fucking six, seven grand a week to come out and chill out with me and go fucking hunting. Oh man, that's a really good one. Hunting guides make is insane. How much people will pay to be part of a hunting lodge? Oh yeah, Eric, how much does it cost to be part of a hunting lodge again? My dad pays twenty five grand a year. Yeah, Eric's dad pays twenty five thousand dollars a year just to be a member of a. Eric, Eric, your your dad is is actually your mom, and it's twenty dollars a bird when you shoot the bird. Usually, what? 600 birds in three days. 600 birds at $25 a bird. Can we just stop and ask how rich Eric's dad is? He probably... <laughs> I don't think we can ask that. That's $40,000. So $15,000 a hunting trip with a $25,000 a year membership. Like, yeah. people will pay a lot of money to do hunting, guys. That's like a yeah. safari price. Holy shit. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, here I am, fucking, you know, brisket shooting elk with a fucking forty-five seventy, and just, just hammer down, dropping it, folding it up like a goddamn lawn chair. And my buddy looks at me, and goes, "Jesus Christ!" I said, "Yeah, love this rifle." <laughs> what are you shooting with a forty-five seventy? What do you got? Elk. No, I meant like, is it like Marlin? What are you shooting? Oh yeah, the old school Marlins with the sli- with the slide gate. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> Got to have that slide gate, man. Then fuck. Uh, that's the only thing I don't like the, about the Henrys. That and the Henrys are like three pounds heavier with the fucking octagon barrel. The the, the yeah. Henrys, if you're gonna do, the, I've seen the ones with the tube mag, and if they do that in three fifty seven and thirty eight, I accept that. But besides yeah. that, no. No side if- gate. Yeah, you gotta have a side, dude. I mean, them forty-five, seventy rounds are as big as my index finger. You, you, yeah, you need a fucking side gate for that. Yeah, don't. Else is unsuitable. Okay. Oh, just gotta figure out how to how to form a hunting lodge then. Okay, what what does Eric? What does your dad do? What's this guy do for work? Helps mines. He's a mine developer. He develops mines. Gold mines. Gold hmm. mines. That was, yeah, his dad spent like 15 years prospecting around Africa looking for gold. No shit. Gold in them hills. Yeah. Yeah. Found hey, a gold man. mine. In Bur- the dirt and shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, guess a, a company's probably going to pay you a lot of money to find a gold mine. So that's fair. That makes sense. I mean, why do you, but why do you have to look in the global south, though? <laughs> that's like, that fucking bothers me so bad. What? Uh, looking in Africa, this is the, the global south, you know, fucking, it's just more imperialism. But anyway, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, to be fair though, if you spend fifteen years walking around the Sahara, I feel like you you earn a you earn a couple hunting trips in the old age. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, for sure. You know, uh, my my boss now he uh, he owns a thousand acres out in Wyoming, and he asked me to come out next year for fucking elk season, and I'm I'm geeked because. He told me, he says, well, what we do is we'll fucking, we'll gut the, we'll gut the elk and then we'll sit there and we'll fucking pack up the elk and we'll come back later on that day and we'll fucking hunt bear over top of the fucking gut pile. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So, yeah, two for, I mean, I've never seen bear. I've like in Michigan, we only have black bears. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really geeked about, I, I really, really geeked about going out there with you. Nice. What happened earlier this year in yeah. Manitoba? We found uh, we had tracked bears that we had all the bears together. We had black bear, grizzly bear, and polar bear all in a similar area. So that's Manitoba. <laughs> like, aren't the grizzly bears mating with the fucking polar bears, and you're getting this gigantic fucking hybrid that's even bigger than a than a polar bear? I don't know if that is a thing, but if it I... is, that's terrifying because polar bears polar bears want to kill humans. Grizzlies, polar bears are grizzlies are yes and no. They will hunt you. They will. Yeah. Polar bears want to kill you. Are smart enough that people have been killed in their sleep because the bear's like, oh, humans live in a house. Open the door, creep into your bedroom, and just snack on you while you're in bed. Well, like that uh, northern community here, we have Churchill, Manitoba, where it's illegal to lock your car because if someone's running from a polar bear, they need to go in your vehicle. So it's illegal to lock your doors in Churchill. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah, right. And I mean, anywhere up north like i'm pretty sure none of it has the same rules you're not allowed to leave your lock your vehicles in towns and none of it oh probably none of it too but my phone's about to die here so we got to wrap up all right (laughs) you got you got any more questions or no i think that's it for me all right right on what would you uh last question i'd like to ask what advice would you give somebody that's thinking about being an iron worker getting into iron work um, show up on time and do the best you can with the with with the tools that they give you and the and the instruction that they give you. Like literally, we're not gonna fucking kill you. Don't be scared. Uh, I was gonna say first question: How's your mental health? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, it, it does. You know, it, I was just teasing. Eh. Well, I got I got fucking ADD brain too, man. Which that's I think that's why I like ironworking so much because I get to jump from company to company and don't give a fuck. You know, I fair I, enough. If I get bored, I just, I just, you know, I'll call the hall. Hey, where are you guys working at? If I can go somewhere else, or, you know, that's and, what you say. You're lucky if an employer gets a two day notice. Telling you, I'm dragging up two day. <laughs> yeah, the two day notice. <laughs> that's why I've uh, always been. Fuck them. It, it, it's 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 at the end. I'm done. Well, <laughs> if I got enough of your shit that I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> And, well, and I, here's my thing when I've worked for people, because like I work for myself now, but when I'm working for someone, if I die, when, when am I getting replaced, right? If I'm, I'm hauling a load out of somewhere, I'm getting replaced tomorrow. So right. how about I leave in a day too? Right. So like, but my whole thing is like, if it, if it ever comes to that, a lot of times, 
the last time I drug up from a job, I took 16 iron workers with me. That entire job was fucked. Yeah. Damn. You are spiteful. Well, no, employees. <laughs> no, no, it's fair. I'm just saying that. I make a lot of jokes on here. You got to remember that blue collar workers are the ones that are building this country, America and Canada. We're doing all the work. We're giving up our time, busting our bodies to get oh. shit built. Just so, and we're the ones putting money in the company owner's pocket. Nope. They and, should fucking realize that we're doing them a favor by working for them, not the other way around. Yeah, and that's 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 what that. You know what's funny is whenever whenever I made that whenever I did that stitch on the fucking on the TikTok, I literally had fifteen hundred followers, and that was like two or two days ago, three days ago. I'm up to like seven thousand followers now. Damn, hot topics, baby. Okay, and. and before that, I did a fucking I did a thing about fucking Trump because somebody had pissed me off and I did a thing about Trump. And within fucking 48 hours, there was a half a million people who had fucking seen that seen that fucking TikTok. And it, and I blew up from fucking I blew up from 1500 followers to 30,000, 36,000 followers in the fucking course of a month. And all I do is go on. The, I don't fucking that's I'm kind of proud of that. I don't have big old fucking luscious boobies to be shaking around on the TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, getting on there and, and and speaking speaking up about the fucking the blue collar workers and and fucking pro unionism and shit like that. Well, you know what? Because blue collar workers are starting to realize that they are getting fucked over. They're the ones doing all the work, and they're getting fucked now. The smart ones are, yeah. Okay, okay, but there's also that other side again. Devil's advocate. There's guys who are going to come over here and take half the wage and do the job, and they won't do it as good. But the employees are going to continue to hire them. So there's it's. It's but, it's hard to deal with. It's not like we can just go in in there and demand any wage. But that's why union construction is so much more fucking efficient. Yes, we're thirty percent fucking more on the cost of labor. But if you turn around and look at the efficiency, we are we are thirty five percent more efficient with with. Our safety record is eleven times better than the non union side. So wow, that's huge. Yeah, it is. Okay, who's ordering fucking takeout right now? We're in a drive-thru right now. Chase, okay, podcast is done. 55-42. We're out. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Thanks for coming on, Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> right. Have a good one. Okay. We got oh, new- wait, wait, Sam. You still here? What's your TikTok? Huh? Oh, we need Crow- your TikTok. Yeah. What is it? What was it? It's Cro-Magnon Man. Like the, like the band, the Cro-Mags. Okay. Uh, Cro-Magnon Man. Uh, Crow, C-R-O underscore Magnon, M-A-G-N-O-N underscore man and then three twos because it used to be 22 but they fucking forever banned me hey so, just keep adding twos man I'm, that's all i'm gonna do is just add. <laughs> nice. I love it guys all right okay thanks for coming on thank you thanks. Yeah.